0: This is Cinema Spin.
1: Hello everyone. We're back. We're back on another episode of Cinema Spin. I'm Matt. My name is Jason. And uh, after a short hiatus, we're back. Yeah. Right. You took some you I took, took some me time. Took, took one week off. I didn't think right. about podcasting for about uh a good 4 or 5 days. Uh-huh. And uh I think it uh I, I it was the right time. Do you feel like your batteries are recharged? Not, not necessarily, but I, okay. I think I think it was just the great good timing. It's not like we're missing uh earth you know, earth shattering shit here by yeah. pushing it off. I mean <laughs> I believe our new movie for the week came out in November, so uh Uh yes. We're <laughs> yeah we're pushing the bounds of our uh, format already. Sure, sure, sure.
0: But it's always it's that time of year where you're always sort of catching up on
1: Yeah. Um, it's, it's you know, it's funny we, how um I was telling somebody earlier this month, you know, that a year just goes by in a flash. But for some reason, uh, I was thinking about something I did like the middle of December, and it seems like it was a million years ago. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so it's just, you know, it's hard to figure. But anyway, I guess the big news this week was uh, the Oscar nominations were announced. All right. What was that, Monday or Tuesday morning? I can't remember. Tuesday morning. Bright and, Bright, and early. early. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you have any thoughts on that, or were you not? Surprised? Uh, I wasn't too surprised. I there were there were a few surprises. The biggest one, very very very
0: pleasant surprise. Uh, last weekend, I, I caught the movie After Sun, which is a uh, uh, British movie from last year that got a lot of uh, uh, critical attention. As uh, s- someone associated with this podcast said well the title makes it sound like an aloe based uh, cre- <laughs> uh, skin lotion and I stand by that and you yeah, yes uh, the title is terrible but uh Paul but that movie is fantastic and uh, Paul mescal uh, got a very unexpected uh, uh, nomination for best actor in a very competitive year um so uh, I was super super happy about that. Uh, I was, uh, I, I had some schadenfreude for James Cameron not getting directed, uh, not getting uh, nominated for best director for, uh, for Avatar. Um, um I
1: don't think he deserved it. Uh, well, I mean. I mean, the uh, movie breaks no ground that the first movie didn't break already. Yeah, but, uh, but, I mean, I don't know. If
0: you, if you're, uh, if part of the, the the you know, if, if
1: you're rewarding spectacle, right, um, he created a great spectacle. I'm not saying that it's not a, a achievement in directing yeah. a- on, on a lot of levels. I just, I don't know. Well, when, when it comes to giving awards, I, I don't. And,
0: uh, well, I, I mean, I kind of, uh, but, but yeah, like I said, I'm enjoying a little schadenfreude because uh, I didn't really, I didn't particularly care for that movie. Although I, I, I do, you know, as a technical achievement, you know, as a technical achievement, I thought, I thought it was something else. Uh, I watched recently Triangle of Sadness um the uh uh the swedish movie uh that won K- the Cannes film festival last year the, well, the Mola d'Or, at, K- at Cannes last year and uh and was sort of a surprise nomination. Now that is
1: is that english language movie though? Yes, it's english
0: okay. la- mostly english language uh uh and uh so not only did it pull off a surprise uh best picture nomination but uh Ruben Östlund uh the uh, uh the director uh also got nominated for best director um and you would assume that um if not for him Cameron might be on that list. Uh Triangle of Sadness is a terrible terrible movie. Uh and uh shouldn't have sniffed any sort of uh uh, uh academy recognition. So uh that said, you know, my uh my sort of the fact that they, <laughs> they like left Cameron on the uh, on the cur- kick Cameron to the curb is uh, sort
1: of offset by the fact that uh Ruben Osterland is there for uh, for no good reason. So yeah, I just can't can't feel sorry for him. I mean, he's he's oh, no. He's no. he's raking it in at the box office. Sure. It's, you know. And we once again he's been, you know, proven correct as far as his projects and
0: uh right and and the the academy uh is always uh very very suspicious of movies that do too well financially, you know. They they always they think of themselves as uh they kind of look down on commercial ventures. Um, it's a problem if you if your movie bombs, but it's also a problem if your movie makes too much money. And so um, I think uh, that and the fact that you know when he did win for Titanic, he didn't really uh, <laughs> increase you. He, he didn't really uh, <laughs> uh, make a lot of people happy with the way he, with this very narcissistic accept- yeah. Acceptance he didn't
1: speech didn't come off as particularly humble there, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You know, as you know, I've, I've said I'm I'm, uh, I'm high on Top Gun Maverick, but seeing a movie like that. You know, it, it just doesn't. It's not original. You know. Yeah.
0: Um. One of the the more shocking slights was uh, that that got you know. Uh, so you wouldn't expect necessarily that director would get nomi- nominated. Um. But one of the more shocking slights was that the cinematographer um didn't get nominated. Right. Um. His name escapes me. But uh, I didn't see Top Gun Maverick. But that person apparently got six imax
1: cameras inside the cockpit of a f-15 um so, yeah i'm not um, sure the x's and o's of how that gets nominated either you know because i know all the categories are a little different yeah um, well the cinematographers are you know the the society of yeah uh,
0: yeah uh cinematographers are responsible for the nominations there were i don't have the maybe the guy's not popular me. with his peers who knows yeah um, or hasn't sort of paid his
1: dues or is... There's always politics involved, right?
0: Yeah, there's always politics involved. And also maybe that's a movie that suffers from having done too well financially, right? They'll or... Throw,
1: they'll throw you a bone. Uh, any one of the of the Oscar tropes like too long ago, you know, kind of... uh mm-hmm. You know, obviously that that movie kind of dominated the year as far as yeah. word of mouth. People might just be a little tired of it, you know, when it comes to... Yeah. You know, it, I mean, it happens. Yeah,
0: the voters are persnickety, but... uh. Yeah, uh so I don't have names in front of me but I do have the movies uh uh nominated for best cinematography um so uh tar is a movie that was that got nominated for best cinematography and I don't
1: I mean that that's a stretch um, yeah I, do you look at that I actually say, found it a little anno- annoyingly dark um, yeah and I mean, I mean literally not, yeah. not dark in tone I mean yeah. dark in color
0: um and there's a lot of like uh, 360 kind of panning in that movie um you know there's, there's a lot there's a lot of interesting camera work but i don't know um you have much more visually exciting movies uh to pick from I, even babylon if that had had gotten picked you know i'm not a fan of that movie but uh, but if that had gotten uh selected for a cinematography right that would that would make sense
1: but um for me yeah. that moved, that the cinematography this year is all quiet on the western fronts to lose i, I think that's That'd be my one. Easy.
0: Yeah, these are... So, uh, the... the Yes, yeah, so, so the movies nominated are All Quiet in the Western Front. Uh, Bardo, False Chronicles of a Handful of Truths. That's the in movie from this year that got uh, sort of shown the door. Uh, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. I haven't seen Empire of Light uh, or Bardo. Um, so, uh, I don't know. This seems like a very... I don't know. In a, in a movie with a lot of visually exciting movies... Uh, for instance, uh, 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 you know, uh, Way of Water. Um, but how this, much this of that like, is? This seems, and even Babylon. This seems like a very sort of. Uh, this is mo- this is less about who they like and more about who they don't like. Maybe <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: I think what you can I think you're you, the main point you can argue with Avatar in that category is how much of it is traditional cinematography. I mean, it's all. In the computer and, you know. Yeah, I, I'm sure that is part of the thinking. And I'm sure it's all, you know, not only is it in the computer, it's the frames are laid out in the computer and can be yeah. adjusted on the fly, you know?
0: Right, right. And, um, and a lot of people, you know, maybe uh, a lot of traditional cinematographers maybe uh, uh, bristle at the idea that that's
1: the future, but uh, I think it is the future. Or is it even traditional cinematography? I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I
0: mean c- traditional cinematographers, you know, right? Yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, yeah. Does is it techni- Yeah, is it technically cinematography? If in the same way that a, a film, if you know, if the angle of light on on the aperture is entirely created and uh, you know, in, in, on a hard drive and yeah.
1: can be adjusted by you know, by, digital, digitally manipulating yeah, something, right? As L- is to physically by lines of code as opposed to you know
0: pulling yeah. focus or you know, yeah. So, uh,
1: and it's it's such a it's such a gigantic percentage of that movie too you know i mean yeah a lot of movies have cgi in them now and that it would pay some part but this this movie is largely mm-hmm. um, you know 99 of what you see on the screen is was never there yeah yeah so
0: well and uh uh i mean everything everywhere all at once
1: was also a uh, 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 really
0: visually exciting movie I, I you know it was
1: that movie is visually exciting for 25 minutes so you can't stand it anymore <laughs> you know that's, well, that's my... <laughs> i mean that's your take right
0: <laughs> uh, i mean maybe you know maybe watch it in sections yeah um
1: but uh but through, i have watched through, uh, it again and i f- kind of feel the same way
0: you know every 25 minutes is topping the previous 25 minutes especially in terms of the look of the movie so uh
1: yeah uh, so that's an odd category. I have a low tolerance for buffoonery, so. Yeah,
0: I. <laughs> at, at
1: some point it just becomes, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, to, I'm unable to distinguish it from just a continuing assault on my senses. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know.
0: Uh, um, yeah. I can see that. S- certainly the first time I saw it, I was like, this is, and, and even uh, recently uh, when I watched it, uh, uh, about a month ago, uh. It's fascinating how much, how little of the first half of that movie you don't remember, just because there's so much bizarre (laughs) shit going on in the second half, right? So, but, um, but, uh, but, but you were right. But what what a cinematic experience! There
1: are different things that are brought to your attention each viewing because you just didn't. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you can't take it all in on the first viewing. Yeah, almost. All right. Well, I guess we should get to it. Yeah. Right. Enough of this jibber jabber. We've got two movies to review here, and two. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Believe two. it or not, we did. Two. Uh, we did too. We did a, and I'm doing air quotes here, a new movie mm-hmm. and an older movie mm-hmm. chosen at random.
0: Yes. Wow. We uh, maybe we should make that the basis for our entire podcast. Air quotes. No.
1: <laughs> air quotes. That could for the podcast. A, that could be our spinoff podcast. <laughs> right?
0: Air quotes. Right. Just <laughs> with Matt and Jason. Silence. Right. <laughs> It's just, it's <laughs> irony, right? It's just like
1: so-called movies. They're doing what? Anyway, our first movie is a, is, is a new one, air quotes, and you're going to tell us about it. Yes, I am. It is The Menu. This is a satirical horror movie set
0: at the extremely posh, I mean extremely posh, restaurant Hawthorne. Uh, you can't just get, get a reservation here. You need a personal invitation from the legendary Chef Slovak, uh, played by uh, Ray Fiennes as a charismatic, obsessive, and obviously nuts fanatic. So uh, you'll also need a boat to get to the private island where the restaurant is, cu- uh, is located and uh, conveniently... For our purposes uh, of the movie, cut off entirely, cut off from the rest of the world. The guests tonight include John Leguizamo, is a famous actor, never named, but um, uh, you get you get the feeling he's something in the uh, the manner of uh, uh, sort of uh, Rob Schneider, right? Um, <laughs> okay, right? sort of recognizable, but uh, let's say low end. Uh, Jenna McTeer as a ruthless food critic, Nicholas Holt as an obsequious superfan of Chef Slovix, and Anya Taylor-Joy as, uh, as, as uh, Holt's date, um, who plays a surprise guest named Margot, uh, who turns out to be not part of Slovak's very carefully laid plans for the evening, and thus the fly in the ointment. Uh, can you tell where this is going? Um, yes and no, I think secrets are revealed and obviously bad things happen. But I was surprised again and again by where the film went and how dark it was willing to go. Uh, get. Um, I laughed a lot during this movie. Um, then again, I wonder if a lot of the humor is inside baseball. Um, it helps a lot if you've worked in fine dining um and i have and understand the fanatical cult-like atmosphere common in that environment. Uh this plays on that and, and really sort of uh you know in the, in the manner of sat- satire really uh, exaggerates it um for uh uh for disturbing and uh, comic effect. But you know moments like when the semi a uh, describes a wine as having quote a faint sense of longing and regret is <laughs> funny to anyone i think. Uh uh, but if you've known people who actually talk about wine that way, you'll be laughing harder. Um, I know you, Matt, uh, you were reluctant to see this movie. Uh, you thought it just sort of wasn't for you.
1: Uh, what did you think? Well, it wasn't for me. I think that having some knowledge of this of this foodie-type world, mm-hmm. which I'm not the least bit interested in. Yes. And because of that makes maybe, it very it? difficult for me to suspend disbelief enough to, to enjoy this movie. Yeah. This movie sort of gives up its its idea. Mm-hmm. What forty five minutes in? Oh well, yeah, I think I wanted uh, the ending to be maybe a twist. Um, I kept hoping okay. for them to be more to it mm-hmm. than just what we're seeing here. Mm-hmm. Um, I found the uh, the course uh, a little repetitive and a little. Uh, drawn out um once once we find out what the true story is or what's going on yeah i just wanted it to play out and i wanted to be done with it yeah and it keeps going and going and going i i wanted this movie to kind of <laughs> end in a certain way and it just didn't go that way i think i would have been impressed had it now maybe it's not the great you know maybe mm-hmm. people would say it's not the greatest way i needed some i mean you know, it's a one. have to go spoilers at this point too. Okay, to, um, uh, uh, maybe maybe we will because I'm um, very very interested in what you're going to say. But uh, we'll do spoilers.
0: Kick that down. We'll we'll do spoilers about the ending.
1: Yeah, and um, didn't find anybody really to root here, root for here. Everybody's sort of despicable, and I guess that's the point. Yeah, that's well, sort of the point.
0: But Margo's an int- Margo's a, a underdog. Yeah, character. yeah, and, She's, I, and, and especially sympathetic because she ends up being there under. Um. Let's just say, horribly false <laughs> yeah. pretenses. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh... At first, it seems like an accident. She's there, and then you realize it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. She's there with uh, the
1: worst of the people.
0: Yes. Right. Um. <clears throat> so, uh, I see what you mean. I watched this, uh, kind of when it first became available streaming. Uh, I watched it again, uh, last night, uh, with, uh, with my wife. You know, with my taste tester, uh, Beth. <laughs> Um, and she echoed, she liked it fine. She echoed some of the same, uh, uh, reservations I think you have. Um, one is that, um, some of, you know, this does require a, at least, you know, if not a direct experience in, uh, in the service industry, uh, at least really, really keeping abreast of the, of, of kind of foodie culture and get, you know, and, 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 and- uh, of, I have no and, knowledge and, and of it and very little interest. Understanding you know? how uh, fanatical and, and pretentious and, and uh, uh, all that uh, a lot of those people are.
1: Um, you know, I've had- and, multiple, and just the worst, you know. I've had multiple conversations about how I would never go to like a Ruth's Chris Steakhouse because mm-hmm. I, I really don't think my palate can tell the difference between a $10 and a $100 steak. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had steaks I think are exemplary, mm-hmm. but they weren't. At a place like that, you know? Yeah. Um, the best steak I've ever had was at this r- smaller restaurant in the very middle of Kansas, out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't know if it was just freshness or, or what, you know? Maybe that steak was cut that day. That's very possible. Yeah. Um.
0: Uh. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. This,
1: this guy is a chef. He is. But he has all the... You know, he's got superpowers, right? Because he's got inside knowledge of everybody in his room. How did he get it? Um...
0: I, I, I think I, I think got, he just
1: he just researched
0: all of these people, um, got the to p- the point where he's got bank statements. Yeah, well, I think he invited. I I think he was able to uh, to find out things about them and you know take his time to he's get got, everybody here at this on this
1: particular night. And yeah, he's got close circuit footage of uh, one of his pe- one of the people in his uh, dining room on a date with another one.
0: I mean, well, I mean, he's, he's, I mean, if
1: you're, I mean, if you're, if you're going to take your time to,
0: uh, to stalk these people and and uh, and, uh, and get just exactly the right people, uh, you know, make a list of people you really want to, you want to be here that night, um, and and how you want to sort of ruin
1: them. Um,
0: I, I don't know. I mean, that's not that much of a, of of a stretch.
1: Um, particu- I mean, when I particularly snap, when he can, when know. I snap and decide to kill you and ruin your life, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get in your bank statements.
0: Uh, well, I mean, unless
1: you have access to, uh, to you know, to unless Beth's sicky at the same time, which is,
0: I would give that. Uh, I, mean, I mean, there, there fit, are there are ways to do that. <laughs> you assume this guy, this is a
1: man of means. This is a man who can, you know. I found on. that pretty pretty tall. You know, well, okay. Um, that that didn't really, did really, and fun. his staff. You know, he's it's basically yes. he's running a cult, okay? Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. and I found that a little, you know, right. that, that a staff chef would be so yes. into uh-huh. what he's doing that right. they're the, willing the, to go the, yes. as far as they yeah. are. Uh,
0: well, well, I mean, that's a parody of of the the cult like atmosphere, Hell's Kitchen, uh, know, with, uh, with, uh, with... Uh, well, and the cult like atmosphere that it, that exists in in a lot of uh in a lot of fine dining, particularly fine, you know, particularly fine dining at the level where you have a celebrity chef. Um, who has uh, uh, his pick of the very best, you know, uh, 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 you know, she- other chefs in, in the world to serve under him, and it's all—it's all very, very super competitive, and and they treat him like a god. I mean, I mean, these chefs well, are worshipped like—I understand. I, I just, uh, you know, I just be,
1: uh, as a step beyond celebrity. I didn't realize it got to the point where people don't even look out for their own self-preservation anymore. Uh,
0: I, I. Th- <laughs> um uh, i mean the i mean uh, it's it's well known that uh you know in this industry uh what is expected of say a sous chef uh to serve under a uh, chef like this is uh, is something beyond ju- uh uh just professional loyalty it is a kind of um, it, it you know it, it it's a kind of fanatical commitment to his uh uh, uh to his cult of per, to the his cult well right because the right?
1: sous chef basically does all the work and gets none of the credit
0: right uh, well right and and is uh uh you know there to be able to say that he was a sous chef for you mm-hmm. know this godlike uh, uh celebrity chef right so uh all of that of of course is uh. Uh, you know, in the same way that that, that all, the diners continue to sort of like, sort of sit there and take right. all of this. All of this is, yes, um, it's satire, right? It's it's a it's yeah. A, I'm just it's, not it's, for,
1: I'm not familiar enough with what they're satire, yeah, satirizing yeah, right. here that, that yeah.
0: it makes it hard. Uh, yeah, um, so I like I like the kind of uh, there's a lot of little little things in here. I, I just uh, uh, like. Uh, uh, the sort of general escalation of this from being a very sort of weird, uh, uh tasting course like the bread course is presented with no bread because, <laughs> right. um, bre- bread is too good for you know you're uh, it, it, uh you people are too good for bread, uh huh, right? um. And, uh, the sort of, you know, that begins as sort of like passive aggressive and cerebral, but then, uh, the, 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 escalation, the kind of gradual escalation next to him telling this very, very harrowing story about his childhood, right. Uh, that turns into a uh, taco night eaten with scissors because <laughs> scissors. <laughs> because sisters sc- <laughs> right. he had to once defend his, uh, mother from his, uh, uh, father with a pair of scissors. So enjoy right, <laughs> right. Dur- during taco night right yeah um, some of that stuff is funny I mean yeah I, I... uh so uh and, and I think the uh you know why there isn't a more concerted effort on the part of the of these people you know why they don't have sort of a normal react reaction to uh to him it, again as part of the parody of like well they still, uh, they're still on, so honored to be there and still have this kind of religious. Well, there's statement. a moment where he yeah. sort of admits that he says, Yeah, that, yeah. You know, you, Look at you people.
1: Yeah. You right. maybe could have, if you tried a little harder to, you know, right, yeah. get out I of mean, this situation, maybe you could have.
0: Uh, yeah. So at first they convinced, you know, and, and the way in which people sort of convince themselves, uh, oh, well, this isn't really happening. This is a put on, or, you know, they're kind of looking around at everybody else and nobody else is freaking out maybe the way they should. So I think I think the, the psychology here is, uh, you know, uh on the one hand satir- satirically over the top of the other hand a uh, little spot on um uh you know it's kind of a parody of how willing people are to pretend that everything is fine even when they should know that it isn't um I, yeah i if see if what no you're one saying. else is
1: freaking out then maybe i shouldn't either i know? was just hoping that the once it shifted into that gear it made itself clear where it was i was hoping for another another shift to you know to maybe put my expectations in another place again yeah um and I was hoping it would do that, but no, it stayed the course once it went right. full-blown kind of horror movie, I guess. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, uh, that's, that's a fair point, especially, uh, you know, watching it a second time, I thought that uh, it is maybe a little, it, it's a little long. Um, um, and maybe some of, the, a couple of the courses maybe could have uh, been kind of cut out, you know. Um, I do love the course that comes to be known as Tyler's Bullshit. Right, <laughs> That's funny. I, you know, I love the, I love the reason why John Leguizamo's character is there, right? Like, uh, it turns out that, uh, it, it's gradually revealed that, uh, the chef has all these personal grudges against people, but why is oh. this famous actor, uh, John Leguizamo there? And when, the, when it's revealed why he's there, it's so petty, <laughs> But, but also that was, that was entertaining from yeah from a uh, film critic perspective uh yes i get it um <laughs> then there's a conversation there's a conversation with whether or not um uh Leguizamo's, uh put upon assistant uh ought, you know deserves to be spared from uh from uh from her fate of the of being along for the ride this evening and the exchange that goes on between them <laughs> <laughs> uh, is very very dark, um, but also uh, funny. Especially in light of my favorite movie of 2022, Emily the Criminal. Um. So. Um. Yeah. Uh. Anything else? Do
1: you want to? You want to talk spoilers? For yeah. Let's
0: uh, let's talk about ending spoilers. But where, where were you? Uh. So from here on out, we're gonna. Uh. I think I think you uh, you should definitely see the menu. Uh. Especially if uh if you. Have at any level worked in the service industry, uh, uh, you, you're, I think you'll, you really get a kick
1: out of it. Um, so, but spoilers. from here See, on yeah, I'm going to talk about something ends. that sort of tells a little bit about how the movie ends. Uh, I don't want that to be spoiled. Okay,
0: so about. yeah, so skip ahead if you want to see this movie.
1: Okay, so the movie is pretty much a straight horror film. Once it plays, it's you, know, you find out what's really going on. Right. I was sort of hoping that it would all kind of play out to be an elaborate performance art piece for kind of one person's benefit and there was going to be one person who really didn't do anything wrong and was really there kind of just wanting to be there and this was all just a show everybody in the you know all the people all the all the all the other uh all the other food people in the uh the Mm -hmm. restaurant were all in on the all in on it this time the guy who who shot himself? Right. Was, didn't really shoot himself. It was right. a special effect, mm-hmm. and it was all kind of kind of like I guess how the game ends, maybe. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, only maybe sticks it a little better than that. Mm-hmm. Now I was kind of thinking maybe if that was where this was going, mm-hmm. I was going to find that pretty clever, and it just kind of mm. stayed where it was. Yeah, I, I I think I
0: would not have liked that. I think it, um I, I um I like the way in which. Uh, uh, Ray Fine's character is, is genuinely crazy <laughs> and he I like I, li- I like
1: I like what has driven him crazy <laughs> and I didn't mind I mean he's it's well acted he's he can he can do that quite well but I I just there was a lot of that once we once we figured out what was really going on here these people just sat there and kind of let himself get tortured for the rest of the movie and mm-hmm. I just there's just they don't have any self-preservation skills
0: um, yeah I think I, I think they're all very weak cowards, um, and uh, and I think maybe if
1: they had if if, if one of the, maybe if the group of like the financial guys, mm-hmm. if they were more aggressive in trying to save themselves, right and by just mowing those guys down, it scared everybody else into compliance. Yeah, uh, maybe I I needed.
0: I so one thing I should say about this, uh, the
1: trailer. I don't know if you saw the trailer. I did, but it was so long ago. Uh
0: yeah, well it played, you know, played a lot over the over the summer. Uh the trailer was really bad and made this basically look like it was uh just a, a, a take on
1: uh like they were going to be eating people or something. The most dangerous game yeah.
0: or most dangerous prey or whatever. Right, yeah. There, and and there is that scene where he says, "Okay, you have 90 seconds uh to try to escape." Uh-huh. And I love the fact that they don't hunt them down and kill them. They just go find them and bring they just them back. Go tap them out, yeah. <laughs> and they even give them a, a special little dish for being the last one. They found, <laughs> right, right, yeah. So, uh, I yeah, I. And I, I really, guess you I have, really have to
1: shock that up to the, to the kind of people these are. I mean, yeah, they're, right. they're, yeah. they're really fairly worthless yeah
0: they're cowards they have no idea what yeah they have no idea what to do
1: in a situation like this now remind me of of, of 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 why the assistant isn't spared i can't off the top of my head
0: oh uh he asks so uh so she says well what about you know because he's talking to john leguizamo and she's like well what about me i didn't have anything to do with that he's like where'd you go to college she says brown he says student loans no you stay. <laughs> so, okay. Right, right, so, right. right, right. So that, yeah, I, I, I quite like this movie. Not I mean, ne- I think it was not, terrible. Yeah, I, just, I can see that it's not necessarily uh, 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 for everybody on everybody's wavelength.
1: Yeah, I think I just missed out on a lot of the insider-type jokes. Yeah. And, and um, I had a hard time you yeah. know realizing he was a super-powered chef who could get any information he wanted. Well, yeah. <laughs> well
0: i mean and and that does that it does also play into the parody of, of the the chef you know chef right as as, as overlord more and, than just and, yeah, a human as, as, you you know. Know. right yes as, as right yeah,
1: superhuman no i, I understand i just uh didn't quite didn't quite land with me all right well let's take a quick break we'll be right back after this message from shasta <laughs> shasta Got <that> <laughs> listening to cinema spin. Our random movie for tonight is Knowing from 2009. Knowing stars Nicolas Cage in the lead role of John Kessler, a widowed professor of astrophysics at MIT or the Michigan, I mean the Michigan. The Massachusetts Institute of Technology. The Michigan Institute of Technology <laughs> slightly less prestigious. Doesn't cost as much to go there either. <laughs> Now, friends of this podcast will know I have an extreme love-hate relationship with Nick Cage that leans more heavily toward the hate. <laughs> knowing has problems aplenty, but Cage really is not one. This movie certainly does not fail because of him. It fails on its own accord, most notably by not knowing when to say when. <laughs> not quote-unquote, air quotes, not knowing. <laughs> right. the, the film opens with a flashback scene set exactly 50 years before. As a class from a recently opened school buries a time capsule that we, that will be opened in the year 2009. Each student is supposed to draw a vision of the future to be placed in the, in the capsule to be viewed someday by the children of the future. Well, that's how they were That's how time capsules work. <laughs> True. <laughs> Instead of artwork, one troubled young lady named Lucinda submits a hastily scribbled series of numbers. Fast forward to the present day, or 2009 in this, in the case of the film, and we find out that our main character, John, played by Cage again, has a son named Caleb who attends this very same school, and wouldn't you know it, it's time to open the darn time capsule. Each modern-day student takes a letter from the metal cylinder, and sure enough, Caleb gets the envelope prepared by Lucinda all those years ago. Now... I, I didn't know this, but astrophysics professors have Batman-like skills at finding patterns and numbers that are seemingly random. True. John soon realizes that the numbers reveal dates and locations of nearly every major tragedy of the past 50 years, whether they be accident, terrorist attack, or natural disaster. Even more alarming is the list is not complete. (laughs) There are several events that are predicted to happen in the very near future. Now if I were to sell you on the idea that so far this film has been gliding smoothly on the rails, <laughs> rest assured that knowing is about to take a turn for the bananas. It's at this point Boy, the, is it. It's at this point in the movie they start throwing everything they can into the script in the hopes that something will stick. Yeah. Spoiler alert, it does not. <laughs> it all slides <laughs> down the wall. Questionable <laughs> science, yep. A possible love interest for cage. Check. Giant CGI action set pieces that look like shit. Uh huh. There are even aliens in this goddamn thing, <laughs> or maybe they're angels. Hell, I don't know. Yeah. All I do know is they look like poor man's versions of Paul Bettany. <laughs> 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 Jason, what would you think of knowing?
0: Uh, I did not uh, <laughs> care for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so uh, the problem here is that there's, you know, there's sort of three sort of movies kind of going on. The first movie is kind of interesting. We have this set up with uh, this yeah. sort of metaphysical mystery of how a document from a time capsule can predict f- future disasters. It's kind of hard, give, given this came out in 2009, it's a little hard to think that this did, was not inspired by the Bible code craze of the early aughts, right? Right, right, right. So um, uh, that's an interesting little mystery. This quickly... I mean, that mystery is kind of abandoned and then turns into this movie about (laughs) questions, about what you do, about if you could predict catastrophes, you know, a la the Greek heroine Cassandra, uh, but had no way to convince anybody to believe you, right?
1: Um, but, you know, the frustrating thing is he's kind of got the evidence to prove well, his case. Well, right, exactly. And if, nobody believes it. Exactly.
0: Him. Just how about, you know, just just go to somebody and say, look, I know this sounds crazy, but look, tomorrow at this time, 300 people are going to die at these coordinates, right? Because. If they, if they don't commit me. If, if they do maybe you should put a little stock in this
1: hey, right and look at how this is laid out in the past too yeah on right. this date this happened and this many people died it's all right here yeah over and over and over again right maybe the evidence is there for you to believe me and people don't okay right. the, Ben Mendelssohn I think is his name yeah Ben Mendelssohn who at this point you know we've seen a lot of material from him yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, he cannot play a reputable a reputable kind of like best friend type yeah he's He's played too many skeezy bad guys there's something about him yeah he's 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 much better
0: at playing like somebody who's up to something right this leads to several sort of uh, repetitive scenes of, of fleeing from or racing towards something with the explanation for what we're running to or from always murky an alternative title for this movie could be we have to go there's no time to explain right and the finale is just just a really cheap ripoff of Close Encounters. Um yeah. I, I like the I like the alien effects. I think better than you did. I think the, well, the, that, sp- that the was, spaceship kind of looks. That's not the impressive. effect that I. Yeah. I, I oh I mean, yeah, all the stuff of the like the, the plane the, crash and at, the
1: fire, which is... and in, the city, the epic. city
0: at the end, sort of
1: being destroyed. Oh yeah, that's like, terrible. Um, yeah, and the um
0: and totally unnecessary. I mean, like the the world is ending. So what? So why not just do. Uh, we get it. Why not just have there be a big flash and that's the end of yeah, the world, right? A poof. <laughs> yeah. Problem is that these three sort of elements of the plot just don't really interact with each other that well, and they certainly don't seem to have any interest in tying up any of their loose ends or 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 or. Uh, um, and you're left with just the sort of mess. You're left with with. Uh, with Ugh. with three uh, unsatisfying sort of movie, uh, movies kind of going on at the same time and then just being wrapped up by this really, really cheap, you know, deus ex machina of the, <laughs> of the you know, the, the aliens come down. You know, because this movie doesn't even, can't even decide whether or not, <coughs> um, so uh, the little girl Lucinda, uh, who pr- who predicted those numbers, mm-hmm. you know, is she psychic or are the aliens communicating with
1: her? And why didn't they? Yeah, I don't. And understand. if the
0: aliens can be communicate, know about all these future events, isn't there a better way to warn humanity than just sort of like you know, pl- uh, beaming this down to the mind of a, of a <laughs> like ten uh, year old girl, and then having that document sealed for thirty years? <laughs> right. I, I mean, uh, the, the yeah, the aliens seem to to have an interest in preserving humankind. But they don't seem to <laughs> but they don't seem to be that interested,
1: right you know it's weird because like 30 minutes in this movie, I'm like, well, I'm like thinking well I expected this to be bad from the get-go it's yeah. not very good yeah but it's not bad. It's, yeah. it's just not great, and but then it just turns a corner. Yeah, I mean, this is, as far as Nicolas Cage performances go, this is pretty subdued. Yeah, yeah. most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. as you pointed out, the scene where he's like, "Don't go underground," or something the like that. Cave won't help the us. Cave
0: or... won't help us. <laughs> well, right. I mean, let's talk about that. They, they decide that okay, there's going to be this massive solar flare that's going to wipe out. They say all life on Earth, right? Even insects, right? And so their response to that is, "Oh, you've got to get underground." Okay, fine. Let's think about this. So you go underground. Let's say you survive the solar flare, and then you come up and you eat what exactly? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, then cr- you
1: starve to death. I don't think the crops next- are going to do so hot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I definitely, you know, sometimes you can you can put the failures of this of these movies squarely on Cage's back, and I really don't yeah. think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you know. From, I don't
1: think I any mean, of this is his fault. Really. From
0: scene to scene, this movie, you know, in in a sort of rambunctious, illogical kind of way, it it, it it's uh, fairly engaging, um, in large part because Alex Proyas, uh, the director, is 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 uh, is pretty good. Um, he did Dark City. Um, right. The the thing is, I mean, you know, I think Dark City is a f- really, I I think a really phenomenal movie. Um, but uh, also not a. Great story. It's more of an atmo- you know more of an atmosphere, uh-huh. and and I think he needs a I think he needs a, uh, a screenwriter who's more focused on a, a plot that makes sense. Uh, this seems to be, as I say, this seems to be sort of uh, several different. It seems like this probably started out as three different screenplays that they uh, were purchased by some production company, and they were like, "Well, let's just cut, take this element out of this, and put put it together with this, and
1: yeah, hire some because, screenwriter to stitch it all together." Because you don't really need the children. Um, you could make him a school yeah, teacher right? and he yeah. comes across the, being the school teacher, he comes across the numbers yeah. and then and you don't
0: need the time capsule thing either.
1: Well, you could still use the time capsule thing. Just, yeah. he's, he's just there when they pop it open and finds this letter from this weird girl, mm-hmm. have the same flashback, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I guess then you're not supposed to, if he's not at MIT, you won't ever believe he'd be able to solve the equations, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's got to be a next level genius who, right wait
0: oh nine (laughs) eleven oh one what could
1: that mean and what's the point of warning us about all this i get maybe warning us about the big one at the end but why be warned about a school shooting in february of 87 or whatever you know what i mean it's like
0: Uh, right i mean i mean why yeah well and and if you want to if you want to be if you want to like uh you know noah style save uh you know uh some of the life on on earth so that you can uh so you can take it to some paradise and sort of restart it and kind of start things over what what does that have to do with any of any of these
1: codes any of these predictions of these these events and Um, speaking of the arc idea where the what the fuck's up with the rabbits (laughs) <laughs> well, you need two rabbits I guess. Right? Yes. So you're going with human beings and rabbits. That's it. <laughs> I, th- I think they're going to eat those rabbits. Uh, well,
0: they are eventually, or the rabbits will eat them. you uh, yeah. There's also a, I, I mean, just just in terms of this movie, just have it, it making no sense, even even within its own, <laughs> you know, internal logic. There's a scene where, uh, so the 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 cho- the children in the here and now are still sort of in contact with the aliens. Um, and at one point, um, while we're in the midst of trying to figure out what to do and where to go and try- how to avoid the the, the giant catastrophe, uh, Nicolas Cage comes in on his son, scribbling down numbers, and he's like, stop that! Stop that! Yeah. And he, like, rips it away, and it's like, um, maybe that might be yeah, significant. they need more information. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and one signature touch from Proyas, uh, who, who has, uh, Alex Proyas, who's, uh, uh, you know, has a... Uh, uh, a weakness for all things gothic is uh, that uh, uh, Nicholas Cage's character and his family just happened to live in this, like, ginormous,
1: creepy Adamus family <laughs> mansion, right? It looks like they um, removed the wallpaper at some point and never bothered to paint. Yeah, right, right, right. It's
0: kind of like uh, it's, yeah, uh, it's,
1: it has, like, this... It's got a wraparound porch that I think has its own wraparound porch, right? <laughs> At um, one point, he has to come out of the house and follow the wraparound porch to the edge so he can chase somebody. Yeah, right. It's like, yeah. oh, Jesus. <laughs>
0: right, right. Have you considered a condo in the city, right? <laughs> or leap the rail if your kid's life is in danger? Well,
1: yeah. Yes, so anyway, yes. not a great movie. Yes, uh, not a great movie. Sort of not bad in the way I was thinking it might be bad. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it just falls apart in it's sort of misguided ambition, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it just uh I really didn't know what was going on by the end. I mean I really gotta tell you that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are it, it became I mean so were convoluted. they supposed to kind of be angels or I mean is uh, no, are they hinting are aliens. they hinting that this yeah, aliens, but are they hinting maybe that this was the way the earth was populated to begin with? Because when they kind of rise up I to go know. back in their ship, mm-hmm. they kind of have like Angel wings, yeah, right. Or maybe yeah. they're hinting that right. when people see angels on Earth, right? Maybe yes, they're really these, seeing these yes, fellows. These
0: are the people. These are the fellows that have been taking care of you know the right. random
1: blonde dudes staring at them from afar. Right.
0: Yes. Um. There's something. Uh, you know, there is something <laughs> they're like, weird they're like about
1: Sting from the original Dune movie.
0: <laughs> I was going to say there is something slightly unnerving about these uh, about these very uh, Aryan-looking guys uh, <laughs> wanting to repopulate, you know, wanting to wipe out uh, most of of humanity and kind of start over uh, with uh, a certain select group. But this, yeah, this movie is um, highly illogical. <laughs> I, I don't remember this coming out at all. I remember this being on my radar about 10 years ago because uh uh this did not get well reviewed but uh Roger Ebert thought this was one of the best movies of the year. Yeah, he said it was one of the
1: 10. It was one of
0: the best sci-fi movies in uh, he'd ever seen, right? Um and you read <laughs> you read that uh uh review and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs>
1: If you <laughs> he's had ridiculous takes before, yeah, yeah, this one. is this is one of his most ridiculous. it, it is. I um, I was very shocked to read that. Yeah, because this is a so, pretty universally um, yeah. panned film. Yeah, and I I'm a, I'm a huge uh, Ebert fan, so um, but yeah, so, so I, I don't remember this coming out, but but I did while watching it. I remembered that back when we watched we watched a movie earlier. Oh, when uh, we watched uh, The Mist. And I, I remember bring I, I remember uh, at that time trying to find a list of like worst movie endings of all time uh-huh. because it the mist while there are people who love the ending of that uh-huh, right. it's it's fucking terrible <laughs> it's fucking terrible hey. <laughs> and uh, I think this was on knowing was yeah. on some lists yeah because the. It's so out of nowhere. It's so. It is. So, I mean, it's so. Arbitrary. There are these weird, you know, these weird blonde yeah. guys. And but right. when you find, yeah, it doesn't seem like it fits the movie altogether. But right. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna go in in Roger Ebert, an homage to Roger Ebert. I'm gonna go thumbs down on knowing.
0: Uh, yes, <laughs> I will. Yes, my thumb is. Uh...
1: Uh, is, is enthusiastically down so. <laughs> yes enthusiastically down yes okay well let's look at the future shall we we shall all right well next week we are reviewing the film women talking yes yes say a uh, oscar nominee for best picture yes mm-hmm. get that one uh checked off the old list yeah and uh, I think I only need uh, the Triangle movie after that to see, and I'll have seen the Oscar-nominated film. Uh, okay, well, you're going to watch that on your own. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's, that, it's streaming, streaming on, on I've something. seen it already, yes, so
0: good luck with that.
1: And uh, we're going to pick a random movie to go with for Women Talking, and we're going to pick it right now. We've got Repulsion from 1965. Repulsion, yes, uh, a Roman Polanski movie. Roman Polanski's first English language movie, oddly enough. Okay, huh?
0: A psychological thriller that I have not seen in a long time. Oh, you have seen it, you think? Yeah, yeah. It's been a while though. I've not time. seen a moment of it, so I'll be.
1: I'll look forward to that. Okay.
0: One thing I want to say before we go is that uh, I, I had the uh, the the very special honor of being a guest on. Uh, on the lens pod podcast um a couple weeks ago i think we talked
1: about this briefly okay we can talk about it again sure well now that it's actually available
0: now that it's actually yes now that yeah i had mentioned it but uh now uh that uh, is is actually available so uh look up the lens pod podcast uh that is with a friend of the show joshua ray um uh in uh of cinema st louis and uh we uh we and uh, his co-host Andrew um have a uh, a pretty in-depth unpacking of uh my uh my pick for uh an underlooked or underloved movie of 2022 uh I picked uh Emily the criminal um if you listen to this podcast you know uh my uh my my deep love for that movie and uh if you want to hear a very in-depth conversation about uh, about that um check out uh the, the most recent lens podcast um wherever you uh check out
1: podcasts i uh, i listened to that episode in its entirety and uh-huh. uh, quite enjoyed it i thought you uh represented us well okay good because i was between you and me i was drunk that day so
0: um, i'm not kidding Yeah. <laughs> 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 That was a joke, right? <laughs> Apparently, uh, Matt thinks I need an intervention. No, I've just, I've, i just—I would have surprised me because I've—I've
1: uh, I've seen that uh, product, and I wouldn't have seen, wouldn't have guessed it. that was that product. Right, you've seen me drunk, and uh, it didn't seem like that. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for having us on, Joshua. Yes. And, uh, hopefully, we'll do another swap in the future. Yeah, I'll have him on uh, yeah. again sometime. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on another episode of Cinema Spin. We'll be back next week with a brand new show. Bye for now. Bye.